Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. And today we're actually going to be talking about Blank Check. If you want to follow along, you want to watch the movie with us, you totally can watch it on Netflix or Amazon. If you need a Netflix account to check it out on, I would suggest checking out Paul's account. It's I am Paul. Hey, hey Alex, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm What's good. Up? How you doing, man? Sorry, I started casting without you, bro. Oh, okay. What, what were you talking about? The movie. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah let's get into it then. All right. And three, two, one. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> All right, cool. Hey, Paul, I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. What if, what if I hit you with my car? And, 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 and in turn, I felt so bad that I gave you a blank check. What would you do? Well, I would assume, rightfully, that, that you probably don't have a million dollars. No, and I, would, I don't. Uh, and I would probably assume that, you know, it's wrong to steal uh, from a human being. You'd uh, think. A, a, a million dollars. Yeah. But in the end, I think I would just, I would give $200 so that I could open a bank account <laughs> with with the cute teller. I oh, think, yeah. I think that's what I would And do. then just, then your story arc would be over. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I'm glad that I didn't give that check to you because we wouldn't have a podcast if that were the case. Hey, you're right. That wouldn't be very, uh, that wouldn't be very uh, story worthy. No. Nope. And, and we are storytellers. We're just storytellers. That's it. All right, welcome back to your favorite bi-monthly podcast, <laughs> uh, Saved by the Cat. Or is it Saved by the Cast? Saved? Who says a podcast can't have 27 <laughs> names, Paul? One of our famous running bits we've had for our entire two episodes is not knowing the name of the podcast. Sadly, this is our last podcast covering Blake Snyder's extended works because he only had two movies produced. You know, we we should have thought of this when we were starting the podcast. You know, what? How many? How much material um, well, would we have to go on? The thing is, like, these are stories that need to be told via yeah. podcast form. Yeah, and and so you know, we ultimately decided to to go with it, um, to go with the stories uh, of uh, Blake Snyder, um, the the storytelling uh, uh, maestro, savant. Yes, and. So yeah, that that's that that's what we ended up deciding to do. Now, yeah, it is sad. You know, that's why we took uh, a grand total of two, maybe three months to to do it to 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 put this episode together. Really, really finesse finagle these podcasts together. We're just cobbling them away at our workshop. Thank you again to all our patreons thank for you, helping us. Thank you to the patrons. Um, everything you hear in this episode is clean. It's it's right on the money. Uh, there's nothing in this episode that you don't need to hear. Um, so if you could do us a favor, put a blindfold over your eyes while you listen to this and like step into your sensory deprivation tank, uh, stew in your own juices and just just be with us for this moment. You know, if there's one thing we've learned from Blake Snyder, it's to jump right into the story. Um, so uh, what we're doing today is we are we are learning uh, from Blake Snyder, we're, we're learning from the uh, structure master himself based on his movies. 
according to the Blake Snyder uh, beat sheet, you know there there's a certain way that a movie should be laid out, mm-hmm. and we think that uh, we think that the best way to examine that is through through his, films. his personal works. Yes, yes. Yeah. And today we're going to be uh, looking at 1994's Blank Check. Let me just read the uh, description of the do. International Movie Database. Uh, a young boy inadvertently gains possession of a check for one million dollars, which he proceeds to spend unaware that the gangster it belongs to is in pursuit. Oh my gosh. Wow. What what a what a what a it really really got me there. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm in. So, do you know do you know anything about the background of this film? Uh No, I don't, Paul. Okay. I, I I went into this film not knowing anything and I I went out of <laughs> this film not knowing, not knowing anything. anything. <laughs> That's so we have we have uh, Blake Snyder, of course. Uh, he sold this uh, he sold the script for a little bit more than he sold uh, "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot." Oh, um, he sold it for. Uh, can you guess? I'm gonna guess a cool million because You're absolutely that's the right. Oh man! You're absolutely right. So so, uh, so Blake Snyder is actually Preston Waters, the the main protagonist of this he's, film. He's got his shades on. Uh, he's 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 turning his hat around backwards. He's hitting on uh, you know thirty year old women. Oh man, um, Preston, you salty dog. There, you know, Pre- Preston's Preston's a little, uh, he's a little scamp, and uh, and so was Blake Snyder when he sold this film. I can imagine um, for a cool million, I, I I'd be a scamp myself. Yeah. Now the budget of this film came out to thirteen million, so that Ooh. means, uh, yeah. A little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they don't make movies like this anymore. No. They don't make uh, they don't make. It's 13... a sweet spot. Yeah. Sweet that's, spot. It's a nice mid range, you know. I mean, especially Disney doesn't make any movies. Disney like this doesn't anymore. make movies anymore for kids ages five to seven about young boys trying to seduce thirty-year-old women, and I feel like that's really a market that just hasn't been capitalized on since the <laughs> yeah. mid-nineties. Do you have any more fun facts about uh, um, Blank Check? Brian Bonsall's uh, big, you know, claim to fame. Who? Um, uh, Brian Bonsell. Uh, so he is—he's the—he's the child actor who appears in this film. Oh, he's supposed to be. 12 i guess in the film i don't i don't know but he 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 played uh several other kids uh on on tv shows including uh a little klingon baby uh oh that's where i know him from yep yeah you may also know him from uh a uh, assault and battery uh but that's 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 uh for later we will we will talk about that later um, well, it's it's his later career as a neck tattoo getting um, punk rock band thief and and uh, general criminal meth head. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to just uh, start us off with our opening image? Yeah. Uh, so, a few more a few more details oh, oh. about this film uh, comes out in 1994. The director is uh, is a uh, MTV uh, aficionado who. Um, he directed a lot of MC Hammer's uh, Rupert Rainwright. Wayne, Wainwright. Wayne R- R- Rain Wainwright. It sounded so familiar, and I wasn't sure why. It's because you're a big fan of Tom Wellington's The Fog from 2005, correct? That's that's right. That's absolutely right. But he he was. You can definitely see a lot of like MTV influences in here. Oh we man. Will, we will definitely get to that. But yeah, this this movie comes out in 1994. Um, uh, I don't, I don't remember seeing it, uh, until, until today. And so do you, do you have any, do you have any memories of this as a child? I was three. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get right into it. All right. So this is, this is looking promising. Uh, we've got an all-star cast. We've got, uh, a lot of, a lot of talent and money behind this. 
Uh, so we open uh, on the Walt Disney logo, back when they used to slap that logo on literally any, anything. Anything. Yeah, it's it's got a different look than a lot of Disney films that I'm used can to. I, can I talk about Please. the look? Yes, it's, because that's opening image. Uh, let's get into that. Well, first of all, I want to say that the DP, I, I, I'm, I like my DPs. Yeah, yeah. Bill Pope DP'd this movie. Yeah. yeah can he, I, can he, I say zero sarcasm? This movie looks all right. Pretty good. Yeah. Like for a <laughs> mid-90s, he made army of darkness then he made this and yeah. i was like man yeah no i got this... to see bill pope like this summer when we would go see uh baby yeah. driver baby yeah. driver he was there because he oh, dp'd baby driver it was sick yeah the dude invented bullet time and like nobody gave a shit at the screening <laughs> of baby driver and there's bill pope and then yeah. everybody's like who i want to see ansel Olgort. <laughs> you know i want to see the baby driver <laughs> Um, yeah, but so this, this movie opens up with like a a really interesting image. There's like a man, like he's illuminated only by like flashes of lightning and he's on the running. Yeah. And he's like running down a, 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 running uh, on the track. track. (laughs) Exactly. The best place to run. Um, and uh, some people like running on beaches. I like running in between the planks on a railroad track. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So on Blake Snyder's, uh, you know, uh, beat sheet, the opening image, you know, it represents the struggle and tone of the story. Um, we're getting a little bit of that here. There's like this instantly. We know what kind of movie we're in. We're in Shawshank. We are, (laughs) we are in a, a noir crime, uh, drama. He opens, uh, this, this, this kind of balding criminal, um is you know in a prison jumpsuit he's he's on the run he opens up a a a metal briefcase is just sitting around it's full of a million dollars he breaks into the the set of stop or my mom will shoot the climactic battle scene oh we'll get into the similarities between this and (laughs) and my mom will shoot um but uh yeah so he he breaks in um it's he, gets a, a, he gets a welding torch and like a like a protective like face mask and yeah. like one of those things that you used in science class to start the Bunsen burners to yeah. get the spark. He licks and smells the money. He loves it. He wants that money, baby. So we're we're getting we're it's getting, all about that. So we yeah. know that this is our main character because it opens on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we can get in a little bit to the setup, right? So mm-hmm. next on the Blake Snyder beat sheet is the setup. Uh, to expand on the before snapshot, you know, prevent the present the main character's world as it is, and what is missing in their life. So uh, yeah, you know, we're we're we open on a, a young boy who's rehearsing a speech to his father. Um, I mean, via it, via his goldfish, the yeah. goldfish surrogate. It's a hilarious it's a hilarious shot that I've never seen before, which is uh, a, a close up shot of a person. But we turn around, his dad isn't there. It's a goldfish. Oh man! <laughs> uh, what was that? That was me. That was, that was me the whole movie. I thought his dad was the up. goldfish. Oh, you know, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> that's that's one problem I had with this movie is like. It's a comedy. Well, you had a problem with this movie? No, I it's it's more of a it's it's less of a flaw than a feature, I guess, which is that like it's a comedy, so you can't tell like what is like what am I supposed to take seriously here, you know? That's that's a hard thing. Like how do you how do you uh how do you judge a comedy, you know, that's as surrealistic as this film? Oh yeah, no, it's it was very avant-garde. It's very yeah. Mid, I don't know. It, it kind of reminded me a lot of uh, Twin Peaks, another '90s. You're right. Film. Yeah, yeah. The kind of speaking of Twin Peaks, uh, the our our criminal is is uh, he's in Twin Peaks. Right? Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. is. He is. We we see kind of this kid's world, 
which is that he's got two brothers who put a computer in his room and he is furious hand and foot <laughs> so it's all about that hand and that foot dude he which is a which is a a, a <laughs> grassroots startup business that his two brothers who are also 12 years old started so um his, and i'm not really sure what they actually do other than just touch each other they like they touch each other's feet they love to touch uh they love to put their butts to their faces but um, to face but to face now is, i really hope that <laughs> you you saw this movie with us so you can get all these these, yeah, these insider jokes honestly i don't know how you could find this podcast interesting uh, if you haven't seen the movie or even if you have but yeah so they they're starting to set up like a, an entrepreneurial business their dad is always throwing around this word entrepreneurial he's like you your brothers are being entrepreneurs and I'm an entrepreneur and they can have your bedroom if they're entrepreneurs. And and you're just going to be a child that plays with toys and, and have a childhood. You know what? Screw you. Yeah. You won't be rewarded. Yeah. For you such... 12 year old piece of crap. <laughs> um, his dad is, his dad is kind of a, a Rand Paul lookalike. Oh, and, that's true. Yes, this is definitely like a surrogate for the fountainhead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, but, Rand uh, Paul. I thought you meant Anne no, Rand. no. <laughs> Well, so his brothers, uh, he, he pulls a little prank on his brothers. He uses his smart uh, computer knowledge. Yeah, this dude's a this dude's a, a whiz kid. So he's, if he wanted to be an entrepreneur. He's, he's Baron Trump. He's good with the computers. Um, he he makes uh, he makes the computer say that his brothers sleep butt to face. Repeatedly. Butt to face. Butt to face. It's a hilarious joke. His brothers, like, beat the ever-loving crap out of him. They don't know how to not. My guess is you just press the space bar because that's (laughs) usually how you stop. They say, like, press delete. Stop (laughs) it. Just unplug (laughs) it. Get that that bad voice out of here. So they unplug the computer. Hey, Paul. Um, Yeah. Ah! Don't rub it. it. (laughs) No. No, here's how you punch your little brother. You say, you say, don't rub it, be a man while you're punching him. <laughs> like the ADR needs to be like completely overlapping. <laughs> so that's, that's our setup. We kind of see, Hey, you know, as, as the setup continues, this, this kid has like trouble with like, not only money, but like the, the capitalist spirit. This, you know? I, I saw this movie as kind of like a huge overarching allegory for capitalism in, in the 90s. Yeah. And this is like uh, a, a Wolf of Wall Street-esque ode to, to capitalism. I would say that except Quaaludes for, excluded. <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street seems to take kind of like, a, like a, a dim view of that. This movie's on board. This movie knows what you want, which is a, uh, a trash can full of ice cream in the midst of all this we get kind of the theme stated mm-hmm. um so yes. it happens during the setup so you know again that's that's two birds one stone yeah yeah it's what the story is about the message the truth usually it is spoken to the main character in their presence but they don't understand the truth not until they have some personal experience and context to support it and so, I, I think it's obvious what the theme stated is here with yeah, sure. with his father and mm-hmm. what he what he's saying to him. He he is saying that you need to be like your brothers. You need to be very invested in your future. You're a child. You need to. It's about time you you know started making your own money and started um doing pulling your weight around here. And and that's why you're losing floor space in your room. Yeah. Because now I I would I would slightly disagree with you here. I'm um, sorry. I, I would disagree with you. Oh. Ow. Ow. I, I, Paul just punched himself in the arm. 
Don't you say you punched me and said don't don't rub I, it. I have done nothing. Man. I'm here the whole time. Ow. Okay. What's the um, what do you think the theme stated is? The theme stated. You're wrong. Well, it's it's hard because like the end of the movie seems to say like the opposite. Like it seems to say like just be with your family and be like be cool with what you have. But just have a dope ass like time. Yeah. When you have money. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, when is that stated in the beginning though? Like to the fish. What? The, the, fi- the fish is No, the fish responds with themes. That usually usually <laughs> themes are stated by a, a character, yeah. a side character. Yeah. And yeah. in this case in Blake Snyder is the fish actually well, I don't know if you picked up on this or not, but the fish actually says you don't need money to be happy, Preston. <laughs> you're you're you know, I didn't catch that. I didn't yeah, catch no, that. go back. I, I'm willing to believe you because if Blake Snyder wrote the beat sheet yes. and he also wrote this movie. So if the theme if I can't catch the theme in the opening act, then it just must it must be my fault. No, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm sorry, uh, Paul, but you have been um, <laughs> removed from the podcast. I'm the I'm the idiot redheaded stepchild uh, who who invites um, this this uh, the the kid to his birthday party. Speaking of which, <laughs> let's introduce my favorite character of the film, Butch. Butch. Butch is. But how does it does it tell us how old he is? He looks maybe like he looks eight like years old, like Seth Green's like child he's a weird little twerp but you can't help but love him yeah no he, he he's he he he, he's he goes woven in and out he's masterfully the, through the story he's got those classic pranks he put out his hand like he wants a high five uh whoop, shoops. he puts it behind his head like oh i didn't want to high five you you piece of crap welcome to my birthday party you idiot i invited you to my birthday party just, just to, for the sole purpose of that you. prank yeah, and uh, and he's got his hat on backwards like all the cool kids. He's got like uh, uh, he's Estelle, got even a he's they, got they, a Stel Gettys uh, jumpsuit from stopping my mom will shoot. Oh man, um, he's, he's even got a cute little pet name for yeah. he calls him Presto the Pesto. I think Presto he, the Pesto. I think he really likes. <laughs> he's a he's a big fan of pasta. Yeah, he loves it. It's hilarious. Um, all the kids give their money for tokens. Uh, hey, our, our hero give me have any here's money. a fifty dollar bill. Give me fifty tokens. It's my birthday. Is is what he <laughs> that says. Is, First um, of all, I, the exchange rate of tokens in the nineties is one dollar per, per token. token. Goodness, wow. Yeah, that's a that's an expensive in, park in Hillsdale, Indiana. Is that where this is located? It's, yes, it is in Hillsdale, Indiana. What the heck? Which is right next to Hawkins, Indiana, from Stranger Things. Nice. This which, is your neck of the woods. Which what that means is it doesn't exist. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Indiana. The theme park is, I don't know, again, it's expensive. He goes on all the lame rides while everyone goes on the cool rides. The rides that he goes on are like, it's fine. I think one of the, like, it had to be on the itinerary of this, like, the guest list was like, hey, not only are we going to go on rides, but we're going to ride alongside Preston. And then and just make fun we're gonna, of him. We're gonna watch him ride the, the idiot the, rides, the, the rides for babies, <laughs> and the, just t- call him a pesto. And like the rides that these kids, like the exciting kids, are riding, are like they're shot in kind of this MTV style. With Whoa! Like, oh my Cur- gosh, it's Cur- so extreme. They courtesy got the Dutch Bill, angle. courtesy Bill Pope. Oh my gosh, envisionary. He, the dude made bullet time. <laughs> the dude invented bullet time now do you think that the zooming in and out rapidly to show oh, yeah. excitement is bill pope's idea oh yeah all right no but... not at all not at all <laughs> I, I i'm willing to give him the benefit of let's the just doubt. say one of these people are still working in hollywood today that's true so yeah he the the, the kids like splash him with water he gets all wet he's he's a wet boy 
um, and he's real sad. He goes home to his family. He says, why are we so poor? Why are we so uh, poverty-stricken and deprived? I really, I really <laughs> feel like this movie, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rallying cry to uh, the... The middle class. The middle class, yes. Yeah. And, and, and the, the upper middle class. And just like, <laughs> why are we poor? This, this is echoing the, the Great Recession. This is just like, I don't know. In 1994, um, we were dealing with a lot in this country, and the worst, the worst of the worst was falling on the upper middle class with their pristine homes in their suburban neighborhoods. The brothers, like, steal his life savings, which is, like, a bunch of change. He's like, well, when am I going to get some money? Is there a reason I have to be so deprived? Yeah. <laughs> I have a computer in my room yep, yep. that, I, I, that has um, Siri-like capabilities. Yeah. Now, the, the, uh, the catalyst kind of rears its head here a little bit. Rears um, its catalytic head. Yes. Now, the catalyst is the moment where life as it is changes. Um, it's the, uh, the before world changes into the after world. Now, he gets a little hint of this because he gets introduced to the concept of a blank check. Which is actually very good. It's, it's a setup to, to a payoff that's going to happen later. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we know that this kid knows what a, what a blank check is. Minute nine, not only do we know what a blank check is, but we also remember that the name of the movie is Blank Check. Yeah. 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 Which is important because halfway through a movie, I'm like, wait, yeah. what was I watching? Yeah. What, what, what am I, what am I on board this, for if not for this the, called? if not for the plot and the beat sheet? I, uh, I, it's, it's like the, the, it's like, what are we even here for? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh man, you are the Lord of the Rings. Oh, he said it. Man, these are really some. <laughs> so they, they say the name of the movie, um, because his senile grandma has sent him like a check. He says, uh, make her give me a thousand dollars. His dad says, no, you're robbing this old woman who's probably on, like, government assistance. Who's probably... Whoa, 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 whoa. Holy... <laughs> hold up, hold up. Here's the thing. Yeah. I just thought about this in my mind. Yeah. What if this is a connected MCU-esque world where yeah. his grandmother actually is... Wait for it. Brrr, Estelle Getty no! from Stavra My Mama's Jude. You're kidding. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. News and his And his... Uh, his his uncle is Sly Stallone. Sly Stallone. Oh my gosh! And they're off. They're off having their own adventures. Gallivanting. Yeah. Oh man, where do you think she got that money? That eleven dollars that she gives him from the running Nazis. guns. Not from, from running guns. This is the the with the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, Blake Snyder. Um, sadly, did not go on to make uh, the rest of his uh, Blake Snyder extended universe. Um, but we can only assume that there are some other there are some other Preston uh, relatives out there. We really um, need to do an Easter egg breakdown video. For yeah. This. We, <laughs> <laughs> the while we're on that subject, the the uh, the jump cuts and uh, and kind of the the goof section of IMDb is like eight pages long, <laughs> um, and that's because this movie, as as we're talking about beat structure. This movie comes in at a cool 90 minutes, exactly 90 minutes, which is, you know, corresponds with kind of the... the which is going to be a little shorter than this podcast. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we're at the Catalyst. Uh, he sees his dad, you know, write in whatever amount he wants into the blank check. He's like, well, this is free money. This is, man, I, I wish I had like more money. He goes to his magic computer. It says, hey, if you have like $11... Um, and you start saving it right now, then, you know, you could eventually be 
a millionaire if you wait for 10,000 years. The kid is upset. He's he's uh, he's so deprived. He says that he wants like his own house, his own his own everything. But number one on his list is he wants his brothers killed. Do not forget this. <laughs> he wants Ralphie and Damien. I didn't catch that. Knocked off. Yes, he he's making a list throughout this movie, like a wish list of like things he wants. Um, number one on that list is the the murdering of his his brothers. <laughs> Because he is so mad he, the, at the success of Hand and Foot Incorporated, he doesn't. Yeah, he never he never gets around to murdering his brothers no. at least on screen. No. Um. So the next day he decides, well, heck, anyway, I'm gonna go in um, the Hillsdale Trust. Yeah. Little does he know, at the same time at the Hillsdale Trust that Whoa. he's coming in. Talk about a coincidence here. Yeah. Whoa. There are ten bajillion coincidences that have to happen for this movie to go through. <laughs> um, the like. Okay, so the criminal comes in. Which he... really, 10 billion coincidences, which really, like, shows the strength of a story. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, yeah. Like, because things like this couldn't happen in real life, and it's the suspension of disbelief that helps tell a great story. That's where, like, the, the whole comedy aspect comes in, because, like, I don't know whether or not to, like, give the movie a pass for this. Cause, like, give is... the movie a... Excuse me? <laughs> okay. Give the movie a pass You're right, or it's a... a masterpiece. I'm sorry. Uh... Ow! I'm I, Ow! I'm not hitting Paul Ow! at all. Stop it, Paul! You're ruining. He says our... he's not hitting me, but he's hitting me. Ow. So he, so the criminal, right, who has the million dollars, he goes into the the bank uh, manager's office. The bank, uh, the bank manager. Do you know this actor? Oh yeah, he was in. I think I know him from Elf specifically. Yeah, like because he's, like... he's he's like the the guy who's like friends with Peter Dinklage and Elf. He's a real like moist actor. Like he's What do he's, you mean by that? He's all covered in sweat. Oh. Um he's always got like a bit of drool just like at the edge of his lip just like threatening to like pour over like a waterfall. Um his his tongue like rests like in between his lips like a third lip. It's uh it's it's like a it's it's a performance. I know it is. I'm not making fun of this person. Like he's he he plays a buffoon, right? He plays a buffoon who like turns state's evidence on the criminal. And so he's saying, so the criminal comes back in. He says, hey, uh, you, you better like launder this money for me or else I'm going to kill you. And that's, that's, again, that's another catalyst, right? So we get the story going in motion. So Mr. So Mr. Peaks, Mr. Mm -hmm. Twin Peaks, yeah. Twin, Twin Peaks man, mm -hmm. he comes in. Who, who is he in the Twin Peaks? So he was an FBI agent in uh, Twin Peaks. He was in RoboCop is like a, is like a bad guy right so evil mr uh, fbi agent from twin peaks comes in and talks to um mr flop sweat about hey i need some blank checks which uh, is yeah. mm -hmm. a continuing the 90s motif <clears throat> yeah of just because when was the last time you used a check paul <clears throat> to to pay my rent every month yeah every month That's, it's a, it's a crucial month. part yeah of our existence yeah yeah um he comes in he's like i need some blank checks because right. i'm trying to buy a castle <laughs> and he's like all right here you go here are some blank checks he says, that i will cash so the the plot mechanic here is that he says hey what i'm gonna do i'm gonna give you all this fbi marked money you're gonna launder it and like clean it up and like give it back to me in a couple days uh i'm gonna come in here and like you know i'm gonna bring my my guy and that's the thing the evil guy whose name is quigley so quigley doesn't want to like come himself to like 
claim this money. Even though he already came. He he decides to send a guy that this banker's never heard of called Juice. The Juice. Now this is pre OJ Simpson murders. This oh, is Oh, that I never thought about that. This is one year ahead of uh the Juice is loose. Um <laughs> but uh the Juice is loose in this movie uh and and he's the the banker has been told to wait for the Juice. And uh mean, meanwhile, meanwhile, yeah. mm-hmm. young Preston Waters. Yeah. He's he's strolling up to the bank. He sees a flyer for um, the love interest of the story, bank teller uh, Shay Stanley. So and he he knows her. He like he knows her. He he knows her intimately. Yeah. yeah. He's 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 madly in love. Um, he he walks into the bank. He he sees the statue of Atlas <laughs> holding the world, and this 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 two year old child says, "I know the feeling." I know how you feel, bro. I know, I know, because the whole world rests on my shoulders as well as I cash this $11 check. As I live in the most affluent society that has ever existed and, like, bemoan my state. I, I know the feeling. And, like, this this kid has no other problems in his life other than money, like, and he doesn't even have a problem with money, right? He's no. a child. He has everything, like, taken care of. Well, I don't know. He so he he goes up. He to, goes up to the teller and and there is a slow motion. I it's not a male gaze because he's a child. So a child gaze of this woman's leg uh, to her miniskirt and and just e- examining her frame as she walks to her job. This girl's just trying to work. Yeah, she's so there's an aura. There is an aura yeah. of just mm-hmm. she is a sex goddess to this this twelve month year old child. This is this is again a recurring theme with Blake Snyder's work is kind of this like dominant like woman in power yes. you know with like like real like from like, Estelle Getty in Stop and <laughs> My Mom Will Shoot yes that's who I was thinking of oh um, to Karen Duffy <laughs> in Blank Check again I don't know I don't know what anyone, I really I really think of this like, is hits puberty like that's, that's you don't hit I'm it at twelve to, months that's not what I'm here to talk about <laughs> twelve months um, he's a bouncing baby boy and uh, he. He comes into this bank and like, I don't know what his hormonal situation is. We're not like, here to talk about that. Gender's but a the spectrum, movie wants bro. to talk about it. The, anyway, um, so he so he approaches the most attractive uh, uh, bank teller there. He says he wants to open an account. She says, no, you need 200 bucks. But she says it more like this. You need 200 bucks. Are you doing Estelle Getty from... I'm sorry, I had to... Al Parle, quit hitting me. Ow, I did it to you. I think of Preston as kind of like a like a forty year old surrogate. Yeah. So, so is this like a reverse big situation? So instead of like a child that grows up, Blake this Snyder, is, yeah. is 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 living out his very much living out his childhood fantasy of getting a million dollars and in Preston. Mm-hmm. This 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 two two year old child who yeah. comes up to he's like, Hey, I wanna cash a check and she's like consistently like kind of like flirting with Preston like giving like oh straight up oh yeah. man it's Disney needs to make more movies like this this movie is so brave it's well it's really to... telling a love story that I've got a lot of opinions <laughs> this is gonna let let let's save that for other podcasts oh, we're gonna have more our, our our politics podcast where we talk about uh the age of consent <laughs> <laughs> Preston is so diswrought but somewhat like turned on that he can't cash this uh $11 check and it's so like he a, yeah it's a tantric like dance that he's doing he's it's it's really like a like a male lolita if yeah. you will mm-hmm. yeah so he he's on his bike he gets his check stolen by Seth Green yeah, and the they they they're in, in this high speed chase in a parking lot mm-hmm. all the while Mr Mr FBI Twin Peaks is kissing himself 
Yeah, in, 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 the, rearview in, in the rearview mirror. He's ready to he's ready to leave this parking lot. And uh, the kid, like our our so hero in, Preston, in crashes the, his bike. He like, he does like a he does like a donut. Yeah, like a sweet BMX move. He, he he's like, he oh crashes. man, yeah. if I can't catch Seth Green, I'm at least <clears> going to fall in front of this air. car and and and, and <laughs> bail. Yep, that was that was yeah. <laughs> He's gonna gonna bail. Ow. Um, he just lands right in front of uh Mr. Mr. Quigley. Um, yeah. so he lands right in behind Mr. Quigley's rear tires uh-huh. and Quigley backs up, as almost kills him. So fast, yeah, like yeah. does not check like yeah. his mirrors. He does not adjust for his his seats. He's he's, sure fast, he can hit the he's fast and furious. He's about to kill this kid. Um, the kid jumps out of the way somehow. Um, the the bike is ruined though, and Quigley is like, uh, Quigley like gets out. He's like, "What you doing? You trying to break my car with this bike here?" And this this all could have been this all could have been resolved, you know, right here by like. I don't know. Just, just, just him saying like, okay, I don't care about this kid. I'm going to get out of here. So Seth Green, um, he gets all up in the guy's business and says like, Hey, I saw what happened. You better like, you know, pay me too. You know, you better pay us all for what happened here. Or else I'm going to say that like, you almost killed this kid. And you were drinking vodka. Like yeah. vodka is like the only alcoholic <laughs> drink that this child knows he says exists he, yeah, at this he point. Says, he says you're so drunk. Bystanders come around like, Oh, he was drinking vodka. He was drinking vodka. What? And uh, so the the so Quigley is nervous. He's like, oh gosh, I better like solve this right now and like get away. He yeah. pulls out his checkbook, decides to write this kid a check for how much? Because well, he sees can you really a, put a price on life? He sees a police officer. He freaks out. He's <laughs> like, I I better get out of here. And so he just leaves the kid with a a check that is blank. He signs it. He oh. doesn't write it. He just signs this check, leaves it blank, and then he's he gets out. out. He gets out. Right. So this criminal feels like compelled to like pay the kid for some reason, or I don't know, whatever it's, it's all a mess. He's got a check now. Um, he goes home. His parents are like, you broke the your bike. I thought we taught you what was valuable in life. And that is not <laughs> human life. That is material commodities. And I cannot believe you damaged this. Like the cheap, we got this at Walmart. And his, I can't believe you ruined the front tire because that's the only thing that's broke. Yeah, only his front tire. His parents are furious that he got hit by a car. You idiot! You stupid child! I cannot believe the the your lack of of, of financial what? planning. <laughs> so the kid is upset about this. He says, "Guys, I want my own room." I want my own house, actually. That's what I want. Where I can live my own life and, and have my own... Get away from you, yeah, idiots. Yeah, parents. And, like, totally justified, by the way, because no. the parents are, like... No, they're the worst. We we enter, like, a small, like, debate portion of the film. Yes. Uh, so the debate is uh, on the beat sheet. It's the character, like, debating whether or not they should, you know, change. Whether they should, like, make the journey that they're about to make. Um, so uh, he, he goes up to his room, all upset... Uh, my parents hate me. They love bikes. They wish that I had been born a bike. Uh, and so he looks at his blank check. He's like, oh, what should I type the amount into here? Um, I, you know. Because I only use this computer for fart sounds and, <laughs> and typing up my one check. He, he goes through like, he goes through all these fonts. That's he, the debate he, portion of the film the, is debating <laughs> which font to use. He goes through 15 different fonts, including he, he, like Koine Greek. Um, he's got like some wingdings up in there, some chiller. He uses uh, Egyptian. Um, he has and, like a font where there's like a, a, a fresh layer of snow at yeah, the top. Yeah, it's like chill. It's like cold. For his cool million. Yeah, baby. He decides, 
well, maybe I could just get 200 bucks and I could open a bank account and like get to know this bank teller a little bit more. Then he gets greedy and starts typing in more and more numbers. So he assumes that this person has a million dollars or something and uh, he prints off this check. The aligning is perfect on the check. Uh, he loves his check. He goes into... He kisses it. Yeah. He's he kisses like, it. He, he is a young Ayn Rand. Absolutely. So the, the child goes into the bank the next day. He gives it to a bank teller. The bank teller is justifiably like, a million dollars? Woo! I think like, that's... <laughs> was that a soundbite or was yeah, that you? I couldn't yeah, tell. That was, that was, uh, that, that's, that's on the IMDb quotes page. She She's like, this is absurd. This is crazy. I'm going to go get Mr. Flopsweat. To, I'm going to get the president of the bank to like deal, to deal with, with this, this like this child kid who with came, like a million dollar check. Who just came in with a check that that was done with Joker Man font to oh the to the bank. So she waves it in front of the guy's face. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is from the gangster who like has like." A bank account with me. It's Whoa, from the it's guy from Quigley. who said that he would be here with a check for a million dollars at one o'clock. Again, a million different coincidences that have to happen all at the same time. I think of coincidences really just story as stories. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I, you know, maybe I'm being a little bit too harsh. Mm. And he says, "Juice? No, thanks. I'm not thirsty." <laughs> Oh, they're talking about two different uh, things, but they think man. they're talking about the yeah, same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the he says, oh, okay, uh, that's 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 very interesting. He sent a kid to, like, avoid the cops or whatever. He says, uh, would you he, would you like big bills? The kid says, uh, regular size would be fine. Thinks, like, they're, they're like, uh, novelty-sized bills because he's a 12-year-old boy who's never seen money before. <laughs> um, he fills up the backpack, you know, that he brought in with a million dollars in cash not sure about the feasibility of that but it's a movie it's a comedy so i can't criticize it now we're why would you want to because yeah. this is a no no that's what i'm saying no one can ever criticize it because it's it's a comedy here's where we're introduced to a character i'm interested to hear your opinions on oh his name is juice yes uh like like our like, like our like our favorite uh running back um of of the early 90s uh He's he's a he's a gentleman who wants. Uh, he's to, got a very he's got a great sense of style. You can tell because he's introduced with this shirt that has all of these license plates all over it. Yeah. So Juice is like kind of a like a weird like you start off thinking like he's he's a weird like stereotype. He belongs character. in a different movie. He belongs in a like a like Ice Cube's Friday. So the whole movie the whole reason this movie happens is that this character like has to stop and like look at women's butts. Like, oh, that because, is true. Because otherwise he would have like come in and like seen the kid getting the money. That is one other coincidence. Coincidence is, <laughs> is Juice needs to, to Juice take a gander at the goods. And like just ogling all these women. And uh, so the kid comes out, you know, right when Juice is about to enter. He like actually drops the uh, the backpack in front of Juice. Uh, As he is a, an, he, he is, he's looking uh, at a woman's butt. Yes. Um, Juice Juice says, uh, "Hey, what are you doing here? You should be in school. Get you're out." You're ruining the view. He's talking about the butts. Yep, you're absolutely right. He's about a regular that. Tina Belcher. He makes a good he makes a good point. Why is this kid not in school? Anyway, so he so the kid runs with a backpack full of money. Actual Juice comes in. He so he talks to the bank president. Uh, hey, Mister Bitterman, uh, I need my million dollars. My Mr. cool million, Mister Bitterman. Yeah, Mister Bitter. Um, it's a little bitter. And. Uh, 
Mr. Bitterman says, uh, hey, I already gave you guys, I already gave Mr. The, Quigley his million dollars. The chicken is in the coop. Yeah, he keeps using all these, like, terminology, these, language. These barnyard, like, animal, like, Cause, cause metaphors. He, he thinks he's, like, cool and, like, streetwise. And, he's like, like, don't worry, <laughs> young juice. I totally get your language. You I know how... It. Oh, God. You know so, how African Americans sometimes refer to things as other things. In coops. And and, like, and and horses and stables. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this movie like to maybe like a level two wokeness. Like it's 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 getting. I'm gonna there. take it to a, a zero level. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it'll have to earn its wokeness back. It it, it will. Yeah, it will. It, yeah, maybe. This is, this is Blake. The kid has the money. Um, he goes home. Uh, Mr. Quigley is about to finalize his sale on a mansion. He's buying the school for gifted youngsters. Yeah. Now, no in joke. In the X-Men movies. No joke. Do you know who actually owns this house now? It's Robert Rodriguez. Owns this house. And this house is worth, like, well over a million dollars now. Which... Anything's worth well over a yeah, million exactly. dollars now. But, like, yeah. So, that's... I thought that was a pretty cool fact. Is it called, like, Castle Troublemaker? Yeah, or what of is course this? it is. It's Castle Spy Kids. Um, <laughs> they love it. It's... Kid phones in. Um, with his uh, his Stephen Hawking esque uh, yeah. butt to face program. Yeah, um, this he, is this, well, it's a it's a talk to, to it's a it's a type to talk it, program. It, here's the thing, mm-hmm. like Blake Snyder lays all these little breadcrumbs in uh-huh. this trail, and it, everything connects to something else in the story. Sure. So, for instance, his like there's a lot of coincidences, but we were also introduced to this 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 type to talk machine that's mm-hmm. now playing a crucial role in the story. Because how else could he talk to someone over the phone except with like a hyper fake sounding like I am a person like Paul, this is the nineties. You're right. They, no one could tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So the kid is like typing all of his instructions over the phone. Um he outbids Quigley like Without the realtor actually knowing, like, the if this exists. is a, like a prank, yeah, exactly. Like, it sounds like a prank phone call. It's like, uh, I'll pay three hundred thousand dollars for this castle, I will buy this castle. And she's like, Who are you? Uh, I'm Mr. McIntosh because he, the he computer makes... is a Macintosh. Once the money changes hands and the kid has his million dollars. That is, you know, kind of the adventure. That's we, the story uh, that we're stepping into. We have broken into to two the, to the beach sheet. The main character's choice and the journey begins. Yep. We leave yep. this thesis world and enter the upside down. Yeah. The Stranger Things. The uh, Stranger yeah. Things. Um, this is our number one Stranger Things reference podcast. <laughs> He's bought this house out from under Quigley. Quigley is furious like, and he just keeps he keeps referring to the, the, the owners of the house. Don't worry, you'll die soon. You won't get to yeah. enjoy any of your money because you're old. You jerks. And happy. Um, he goes, so Quigley is like confused. He goes and talks with Juice and uh, the bank president. Um, He's like, how could there be this many coincidences in <laughs> one story? And uh, he realizes what he did was like, oh, wait, I gave this kid a blank check. The kid just happened to take like exactly as much money as like I had in my bank account um, at exactly the right time. So, yeah, Coincidenceville. It's great. It's, it's great. Yeah. So now their mission is... They're not, like, this is where I kind of lost it, because, like, it's the bank manager's fault. Mm-hmm. Like, he should just pony up the money. He owns a bank. Like... The, this 
entire thing could be diverted. <laughs> be like, in a yeah, of let the seconds. kid let the kid keep he literally, his million dollars. He has a bunch of money behind. If this bank only has a million dollars, <laughs> then there is something. And like his life is at stake. He's like, I'm going to kill you if the, if you don't give me this million dollars. And yet, for some reason, they decide, no, we need to chase this small boy. You know what we need to do? We need to do what Home Alone did and have a trio of of wacky wacky criminal gents. Yeah. Have you seen that? So the 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 box set of this movie says fans of Home Alone will like blank check, and it's they like, will. No, it's it's it's. But here's the thing: it's true because yeah. Home yeah. Alone, I, although it d- was not structured exactly as well yeah. as Blank Check. Yeah. I mean, I I can see why some people might like a middle of the ground movie. Like sure. say, if you like this this hamburger, you'll probably like Prime Rib. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. If you like this hamburger, you will probably like raw meat in like a like a bowl. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so as as the as they're having this conversation. Uh, we we cut back to uh, to the hot cashier. She uh, she speaks into like a pearl that's like on her vest, and uh, and we cut to an FBI van. And goodness gracious, not only is she a cute bank teller, but she's also a cute FBI agent. Um, so she's like, okay, uh, we're 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 gonna nail these guys. She's apparently been working this job for like a solid year, just hoping this undercover. Would, yeah, just hoping that someone would come into the bank and like unrelated. Know. Yeah, they're devoting a lot. Which of Which she hasn't for a year. Yeah, they're devoting a lot of resources. There are a couple different B stories here, right? Yeah. No, so definitely. the B, so the B story, uh, Blake Snyder puts that is like this is where there's this discussion about the theme. Uh, the discussions between the main character and the love interest. There's there's so many. There's there's the there's the love uh, uh, story. Uh, there's the FBI narrative. A plus job. What are stories if not little stories? You're right. You're and right. so just cram as many stories in there as you possibly and can. And you got to pat out this movie to bring it to 90 minutes. Um, to to be frank, because uh, we're gonna start getting into the montages. And, oh, uh, the montages. Right. Before so, any before any montages, yes, I want to talk about a character that I refer to as Discount Chris Farley. Literally, they were like, "Hey, we like Chris Farley, but just not as good." We we wanna we wanna look alike. Um, who is given like kind of the semblance of jokes? They told him to like talk, and he movie. has like a lot of little props. Like yeah. he like wipes down. He's like, ah, I don't touch this kid. Yeah, this is my he's, car. Like, he's like, this is my car. Um, he's give like, me some, give me some money, some greenbacks, some dollarinos. He's, like, he, he's constantly, he's constantly trying to out his new material. Yeah, he's <laughs> on this this eight year old child. He's like your friend who's like you know rehearsing, like using you to rehearse their like ten minutes, you know, uh, at the at the improv. It's pretty fascinating stuff. Uh, so he's skeptical of this kid. The kid throws some money at him. He's like, yeah, I'll take you wherever you want to go. I'm a limo boy. Um, so they, they start the first of many montages. Um, and then uh, if I was an eight-year-old child, you know what I would want to do? I would want to Buy a Letterman go, jacket. <laughs> buy a Letterman jacket and drink coffee at the Sharper Image. So this is a montage. Uh, the first up, montage. Wrapped up in product placement. Yes. Um, extensive product placement. Wrapped up in like an MTV, I don't know, like a Dutch music, angles. Yeah, it's like a music video. Like they're 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 bebopping around with the camera here. They're flashing in and out, zooming in and out. They, I love it. They roll in on this kid's face for like dramatic effect when he sees something he likes. They go like a wooga. Yeah, he buys like eighty three TVs. 
Um, he's, he's all like, as one TV, and the limo driver like joins in. It's a fun game. They're like they're doing. Like, he's like, oh yeah, thanks for buying me this watch. I'm gonna act like I'm getting the heck massaged out of my back. The driver has like this odd relationship with the child, where he's like. You're my best friend now. I'm yes. your limo driver, so that means we're best. We're friends. best friends. We're best buds. That's how money works. That's how limos work. They're they're pissing off like all the uh, all the people who like work at these stores, like all these stodgy old white men. Like, oh, you can't you can't fire like a water pistol in the sharper image. Oh, I, I imagine this movie is just what Chuck E. Cheese, like so whoever made Chuck E. Cheese, was yeah. just like, hey, let's do that. Like like a for... sugar like a sugar rush of capitalism. Yes. Yeah. Chris Farley starts to uh, starts to ask a few too many questions. Hey, where's Mr. McIntosh? Why does he give you all this money? And this gets into kind of like the Michael Jackson effect of this movie, where like this Mr. McIntosh, the kid says, oh, Mr. McIntosh, he never got to have a childhood. Um, so he like pays to have this kid around to like have a childhood for him. There's nothing suspicious about that at all. I, I, I don't want to make too many assumptions, but like no one in this movie calls out like, oh, so Mr. McIntosh just has like a 10 year old boy like around all the time who is not his son. Like, that's that's cool to everybody in this movie. Viewers, if you haven't watched it, Mr. McIntosh doesn't actually exist. Yeah, yeah. Just no. <laughs> a, but, but there is the... I, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot that he doesn't exist. There is no... Mr. McIntosh is actually Preston Waters. But Preston is, like, passing himself off as, like, a kid who hangs out with, like, an old man all the time. So, speaking of uh, Pedo, um, there's a... Uh, he, he sees, he sees uh, <laughs> Shay just jogging on the street... And what do you do when you see a woman jogging on the street all alone at, at night? At night. <laughs> at night. What do you see? With a hat. Do? Why would you wear a hat jogging? Well, what well do you, the reason is what do because... You do, Alex? Because you lean out your window and, like, yell at her and say, yes. stop. And, and, she's, then, and, and she, then, like, she loves it. She's like, oh, hey, little boy. How you doing? I love you. Great acting. Yeah, yeah. Great um, acting. So he says, hey, why don't we uh, hang out sometime? She's like, oh, yeah, it's a date. So he continues buying all this stuff. His dad is like, oh, get this stuff out of my way, blah, 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 blah. And um, he buys so much stuff, it takes up the entire street. Also, the the Xavier Mansion yeah. is able to hold 15 tons of Nabisco <laughs> and like... He he bounces on his little bouncy castle. Second second montage, people. Chris, yeah, Chris Farley is loving it. Um, he's like doing all these pratfalls. Set um, to um, I believe I want candy. By, oh my gosh, uh, Aaron yeah, Carter. this was this was some this oh man, some peak nineties, deep nineties cuts. Yeah, nostalgia, uh, Buzzfeed. We our podcast is heavily influenced by the nineties. I would say uh, only nineties kids will get our podcast. You know, we're we're still kind of in the B story. The bad guys are they're going around looking for kids. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're looking for kids. They're they're taking they, kids and they're asking kids like, "Hey, have you seen this kid? We're looking for a kid." They go There's to a, a lot of They go to a child's water park and like try to like examine the children and again i feel like there are a lot of lolita-esque undertones in this movie just this is, they they've seen preston waters their lives will never be the same since he's horrifying. exited and they're just looking yeah they're they're looking to find this this one child that'll make their their lives complete again i can't tell these kids apart i saw i mean like i saw the kid you know once i saw like, this kid just as many times as all of you yeah actually probably less <laughs> Another montage. We keep going. This montage lasts like 83 minutes. He's playing his Nintendo 64 on like 
83 television screens. He's playing some Star Fox. Yeah, he 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 goes down his water slide into a pool. He he has an office that is connected to his water slide. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. But here's the thing: that'll play a crucial role later in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. This is Blake just laying down those breadcrumbs. Um, he's again like flirting with uh, flirting with Shay, the bank manager. Shay uh, comes by unexpectedly and just breaks in, kind of like just appears in mm. his backyard with his with his uh, pool hey, floating. Boy. Hey, hey, I was wondering if I could meet Mr. McIntosh. Yeah. And yeah. we all know what that really means. Yeah, he's like, well, guess what? He's he's busy. Um, why don't I set up a, like a meeting between you two? And secretly, the kid's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Um, and then uh, budget budget Andy Rooney comes in, <laughs> and he's given he's given this kid life advice for his date. He's like, you know what women like? All you can eat salad bars. He's he's doing like this very like Seinfeld esque riff where he's like, oh, you filled your pockets with the salad bars. That's what women like. You know what women like? Women like Ziploc bags of hot wings. Yeah, and and he's, I. You're going to get home. You're going to get home. You're going to have a pocket full of hot wings. That's what women love. His delivery leaves something to be desired. I don't think the problem is with Blake's script. No, it's all. it's all the delivery. Yeah. This yeah. dude's hamming it up. Third yeah. montage. There, there's another Third montage. montage. They're playing around with like all these balls and like sumo suits, whatever. It's great stuff. So this is the promise of the premise, right? This is like, we're having a good time. You know, he's, he's doing all this stuff. But the real promise of the premise is that he gets to go home and rub it all in his family's face. Yeah. You jerks! You I'm working idiots. for for good old Macintosh. For Mr. Macintosh, his dad is like, "Well, I don't need to know anything about that." Um, you know, I mean, it's it's odd that you're like gone all day long and you're never in school, um, and you don't have any friends. In fact, when friends show up to your house, you kick them out because you're the only child who ever had Didn't. no relationships yeah. with anyone. He's like, also wearing like business suits now. Yeah. Just he's... to kind of show like visually, it's a visual cue to show us that he's better than everyone else. <laughs> he kind of like does this like fluff tuft thing with his hair. Yeah, it's a little, little, uh... He's like a little mini like Christian Bale and Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Alfred, <laughs> I'm going to take all my Russian ballerinas to the, to the Alps. That's Alfred. totally what the scene is. Ba- that's what that scene is based on. Yes, is this it's dinner table scene where check. he like, where he shows up his family. Can't um, afford to know my limits, Alfred. <laughs> he tells his family, um, you know, get out of here. I'm going to go on a date. I'm going to go on a hot date. His dad he puts like, on he puts on his Elton John sunglasses and then looks at the camera and walks towards it. He's like, you know his, what? I'm better than this scene. His dad is like, you lucky, lucky boy going on a date. Oh, I love it. And this... It's it's very creepy. That's also the B story of this plot is that his dad and his mom like have a troubled like sexual relationship. Oh yes, the, they really um, don't make Disney movies like this anymore. The early in the script, like the dad says, like oh the computer will tell you everything uh, you need to know except how to make love, and his mom says oh, I want that program. His mom is like always like frazzled and like just upset that his that her husband is like this creepy horn dog no it is it is a critique of the 90s that the men were too busy being entrepreneurs to to be with their wives that's true that's a i'm I'm glad that uh blake uh, pointed that out so anyway uh i'd I'd say the midpoint definitely oh my gosh it's this date it's the date it's famous date the famous date they go to this like fancy restaurant right the kid's like Oh, hey, I'm a little kid. I don't know how to act in a fancy restaurant. <laughs> Shay has uh, determined that she would like to wear, like, a plunging neckline uh, For this child. For this child. Um, to kind of... 
Because she's because her end game is that she wants to catch these criminals. Yes, and, and she's going to do whatever do that it takes is to seduce a child. Then by gosh, she's going to do it. So they 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 talk a lot. He gives her like a heart ne- necklace. He falls on the floor, makes a big owie uh, all over the place. The the rich people at the at the uh, restaurant are shocked and appalled. She says, "Let's get out of here. Let's let's go. You're a little boy. And, let's go uh, get some burgers." Yeah, let's. He says, "He says, hey, do you like burgers and fries?" And she says, "Yes," because she's just a down home gal. They go and like have the funnest date ever. They they go into this fountain. Remember? It's like hey, romance watch- music. Yes, it's very. Uh, this is the fourth montage. It's kind of like a sexy slow motion water montage. I had the time of my life. That's eighties. Oh yeah, you're right. No. What would be like a 90s like romance ballad? Crisscross will make you jump. They go on this romantic dalliance. Slow motion. Into into this like fountain that like changes and he like dodges all the oh, like Oh, let's stuff. just like, we're just laughing and having a great <laughs> time. I'm pulling you around in I'm, slow motion and now you're wet. We're spinning around and like holding hands and she's like, wow, this is the greatest night I've ever this had. This boy is teaching me a lot about being a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And feelings that I've never felt before for I any of the, like the becoming a woman, the pasty white males that that, that line the landscape of this film, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he he is literally a boy among men. Yes, that's true. And at the end of this, like they're they're just staring longingly into one another's eyes until they're rudely interrupted by by Juice and the gang. By Juice and the gang, Juice and the gang see them in the in the fountain. They chase after them. The fountain goes off, and like while the bad guys are in there, it goes like whoop, and they slip. Another coincidence, if oh, you man. will. You're right. Well, full this, of coincidences. This is this is uh, full. This is full like uh, Home Alone style, you know, like Pratt Falls. So they fall down. They go owie, boo boo. Um, there's this like really intense scene afterwards where they're like in the limo, right, and they're just like calm down they're like trying to calm down like trying to get their heart rate down like anyway so there's this like really like weird i don't know so they're they're hanging out in the back of this seat um the the cinematography seems to telegraph that like something's gonna happen there there are definitely some feelings here that we can see yeah so the kid says hey uh it's mr mcintosh's birthday yeah you want to come to my party you should come to we're having a conjoined party yeah and she goes it's a date yeah. It's cool. And he lets her out of the limo. And then as the limo pulls away, she longingly stares at the at the limo. He adds to his list, in addition to Damien and Ralph murdered in front of my eyes, uh, he, he adds biggest birthday party ever. Um, and girlfriend. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so those are two no, new things that he wants. Yeah, he, he gets around to a fifth montage. He employs his uh, uh, brothers to uh, clean his car and... Mm-hmm. To help him with batting practice. Yeah, yeah. And then he is, uh, um, he's he's experiencing his VR. He's got his Oculus Rift. And and he's he's interrupted by this party planner. Party planner um, who who I kid you not looks like she has Michael Jackson's jacket. She's 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 it's, she it's waltzes the, in. She's like, hey hey everybody, I'm here to party on. Here we go. Give me ten thousand bucks. And she has like some accent that I couldn't really like pick up on. If it was yeah. like, is it southern? Yeah. Is it like? Her I name is know. her name is Yvonne. She's she's dude. She, watch what's Yvonne doing, dude. See that? That's the yeah. That is it's a, like a marching band thing. <laughs> I love it. There's there's no conflict, so he decides to go to a park. Because well, he decides to go to this park specifically because he's trying to hang out with cool guy uh, Andy Rooney, mm-hmm. 
cool guy um, Chris Farley and he's like sorry I actually have friends yeah he's like, which I haven't talked about at all till this point but yeah. I'm gonna go do that he goes to this park this is kind of uh, this is a, more of like you know the bad guys close in right which yeah. is another beat uh, that Blake hits expertly the bad guy closes in is doubt jealousy fear foes both physical and emotional regroup to defeat the main character so they finally the the, the bad guys finally know who he is uh, they see him in a park uh, they have a wacky um, kind of speed racer chase uh, through this park that ends with like him, I don't know, doing some like BMX kick flips and all kinds of good stuff and escaping. It's from extreme. The bad guys. Yeah, it's yeah, super it's extreme. Pretty, it's pretty dope. There's like people. I have no complaints with that chase. Yeah, it's it's adults like running after a child. It's and it's, then the adult like pushes people into the water. Yeah, the it's adults intense. get pushed into the water. Yeah, okay. they they like see that the money is in his backpack that he's actually like riding around with and then, and then he they the lose the backpack and they're like no we're still gonna chase this child yeah <laughs> without the money yep it's it's important to them so uh so they crash into a bunch of cars owie boo boo they they made a they made did a, a whoopsie did a lot of property damage and then to about to, a million dollars in property damage i would say to uh convey that that he is one he takes his hands he puts them into fists and he does a pumping motion. Yes, got yes, him. Yes, <laughs> got him. I've had the better of you, Juice and crew. Get out of here, you fools. However, Seth Green yep. coming and putzing it all up. As so Seth, Seth Green, Green does. Seth Green bikes up. They the bad guys like make little fists at him. They're like, we're gonna get you, Seth Green. Now they dangle him over a skyscraper. Oh yeah, a la the room. Yes, a la um, stop or my mom will shoot. Oh. Yeah. Oh, parallel. Yeah, yeah. Now Blake likes to do this. He likes to throw people off buildings. They yeah. they get some information out of out of uh, Seth Green, and he's like, "All right, this is his address. This, this is, is all the information you could possibly need about Preston Waters." Yeah, and all the while, this kid is like planning this party, right? And he's like, "Oh man, like this this party seems a bit much. This seems like kind of not what like kids like." This you know? this party's for Mr. McIntosh and not for yeah. me. Yeah, and he's feeling. But they're the same person. Yeah. Now, I think that's kind of the message of this movie is that, like, consumerism is good so long as you buy kids stuff. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it's adult stuff, then you start getting, like, upset and, like, mm -hmm. oh, no. This that's is why weird. you need uh, huge Oculus Rifts uh -huh. and inflatable dinosaurs. There's another There's another uh, uh, plot point um, where the, the kid gets upset because his brothers are saying, oh, Shay, she's just a gold digger. They're like, oh, hey, she doesn't want to actually, like, kiss you, you 12-year-old boy. She just wants your money. Little do they know. Little do they know. Her motives are pure. <laughs> she does want to. Unadulterated. She does want to sleep with this 12-year-old. Um, oh, man. So he's upset. He throws he, the party. He has this party. He, he looks like Elton John is just on this, on top of this, like, watchtower as he watches all of these party guests yeah whom i have no idea how they got invited to this party because yeah. he has no friends mr mcintosh has more friends than preston and he doesn't exist yeah he's like he's he's a he's a, uh, a mysterious figure about town so uh he shows up to the party people are like who are you we don't care about you um and uh he's not enjoying the party because they brought like ralph's fresh fare like uh vegetables and stuff and that's it um, he's like, I want cake. So the, the limo driver like leaves because he thinks the kid is upset. But that's we don't know that. We think maybe he, he gives this kind of like little uh, speech about how you know who your real friends are when the money's gone. Exactly. And, and then and then he finds out the money's gone. The oh, kid goes up to his big computer. 
as as our album artwork for this, I'd like to put up like the list of like uh, his expense account that he puts up. It's like ten thousand dollars for like you know Coca Cola and like. <laughs> You know, the bouncy castle costs like ninety three thousand dollars. There's there's this like mysterious like business account that like just, you know, kind of rounds it out to exactly a million dollars. So he, he realizes, oh, all the money's gone. I have a mere three hundred dollars left. Now it's 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 uh it's Disney telling us that a million dollars is nothing and that we're stupid for wanting to have a million dollars. I think they actually allude, I think Shay, in all of her, her wisdom, mm-hmm. actually alludes to... She says, oh, inflation in 1994. You can't buy anything with a million dollars. That's true. Yeah. So this is kind of the all is lost moment, right? Yes. So it, it, the all, all the lost. money's gone, all the friends are gone, everyone has abandoned him. Great structure. Excellent yes. structure. No, flawless. Yeah. Flawless. Do we like uh, necessarily the writing or the characters or the, you know, kind of emotional, you know... Well, I would so far the most relatable thing about stories to me it's not characters it's structure yeah you're right it's like I don't really care like oh I I relate to this person oh this was a crazy like plot or mystery no it's structure yeah when we reach this like point in the structure we're like well now I have to feel this way yes um so take it away from me give it to me give it to me and then take it away and then give it to me again yeah that's structure it's really it's really good stuff this is the beat dark knight of the soul uh the character has hit rock bottom he wallows he's like oh no and this this happens for a while because his dad comes in and gives him a speech his dad thinks that mr mcintosh is sitting in the chair because the chair is like turned around Mm -hmm. um he, he could be just talking to an empty chair. Yeah. But yeah. the chair kind of moves. Yeah. Like, yeah. Back and forth. Um, so he's talking to this slightly moving chair uh, and says, hey, Mr. McIntosh, um, actually, I love my son and I'm afraid he doesn't have a childhood now. And like he has this like really like impassioned long speech. Completely out of character. No, it has nothing to do with anything he said earlier in the film. You could have this speech like at the end of The Departed and like it would not be more out of place. <sighs> He's like, oh man, I uh, I this, wish I wish you just come back home because it's his birthday and oh boy. It's a very this character that they built up. He's a he's a Howard Rourke type from the Fountainhead. Oh yes, he he's, he he is all. Sorry, Paul, did you not? Uh, no, I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of uh, of the Fountainhead, Fountainhead characters. Like you do, well, yeah, yes, I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's he's like a he's he's less like a Peter Keating and more like a Howard Rourke <laughs> type. He's all about objectivism. He's he's all like I wish- I'm doing this for myself i'm doing uh, nothing in this life matters other than me yeah and money uh excuse me for the listeners at home he has a a wikipedia page uh pulled up i do not yeah never mind i don't like you talking about the fountainhead (laughs) anyway and so he this is completely out of character for this for this character yeah he's there's been nothing to to he i i totally thought that mr waters actually going to be the Terminator. I thought yeah. he was going to be a robot <laughs> yeah. that um, had no emotion. That was. It would totally explain why he cannot sexually please his wife. It would explain <laughs> he, he thinks in ones and zeros. And he's like, this is my that. computer. The computer can't teach that. This is, I'm yeah. giving you this computer yep. from work. I was like, uh, totally, he's totally a replicant. That's, and, that's um, where the story's going. And it wasn't. It was just yeah. out of left field. But that's something but, to be said about structure and what I anticipated. Yeah, that's yeah, the here's the thing. When you... Mm-hmm. When you make the rules and when you follow the rules, then you can break the rules. Right. That's what I think. The main lesson to take away from this is that in the end, like, if your characters aren't following beat structure, then you just have to change them halfway through. Yes. You just have to make them totally different. Your characters are are in service to the structure. Yes. Structure first, 
characters and everything else last. Yep. Absolutely. There's no there's no third, there's no second. No. It's first and last. Speaking of third, uh, hey, we are breaking to three. break into three because oh. what happens after this? The dad gives his speech, he leaves and then uh, the kid like cries. He says, "I love you too, Dad." He goes out looking for. He his runs dad. out to the street, which um, they live on the same street. Yeah, they live he on the same runs street. like w- like <clears throat> fifty feet towards his house. He's like, "Dad, where'd you go?" Oh no, who knows? Who he, could who could he, know? He went to his house. Yeah. So he also finds out now that his limo driver is gone. Oh, he left uh, for unexplained reasons. I'm I, sure it means that he hates you. I guess we know who your real friends are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not your dad, not your limo driver. Yeah. Not even Shay cuz she shows up, she keeps asking asking about Mr. McIntosh. He's like, "Mr. McIntosh, Mr. McIntosh, that's all you care about because I've led you to believe that he has millions of dollars and wants to meet you and that's all you care about. And so he leaves, he escapes. So so Juice and the gang mm-hmm. break into Preston's house and it's a good thing that Preston did only run 50 feet and not to his house because yeah, cuz they're right there now. They broke yeah. into the house with the help of Seth Green. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh man, this so, is where he lives." Yeah, so break into 3, you know, it's it's thanks to He literally a- broke they into bro- the house right. they broke into three what a genius oh man yeah i bet you didn't see that coming so break into three uh blake snyder says thanks to a fresh idea new inspiration or last minute thematic advice from the b story uh like the dad the main character like uh tells the party planner that like she ain't getting paid because uh, mr mcintosh doesn't exist he tells everyone that mr mcintosh doesn't exist everyone's like oh no oh gosh oh no it's a and someone tears off uh, the party planner's weave. And then that's the end of that character arc. Yep. Gone is she. Um, she never gets paid. She loses her career. He's sitting in front of, like, a bunch of, like, you know, his toys and, like, really sad, you know, to, like, show that he has discovered that, like, no, he doesn't really have any real friends because he tried to buy them all. It's, a, it's another montage. Uh, yeah. This one is the, the sad variety. But it doesn't last long because oh. uh, the bad guys show up, right? Not gonna knock, knock. It's the bad boys. Uh-oh. Uh, he lets them into his castle. Um, Happy birthday. I'm here to blow out your candles. <laughs> yeah, so they, they look at all his toys. They're like, oh, this is some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I love it. Um, love this remote control stuff. Quigley says, okay, where's my money? He says, I spent it all. It's all gone. He's, He's like, says, how did you spend all this money <laughs> in six days? Because my needs are filled with consumables. That's how I. That's how I live my life. So, uh, so he's like, "Oh my gosh, all the money's gone. My life is is donezo." But the bank president points out, "Oh hey, you could take on the identity of Mr. Mr. McIntosh, and he could run for mayor." He of and the Quigley, town. Quigley sees no problem with this idea. He wants to be a mayor now. He's like, yes, I will be Mr. McIntosh. I will be Mr. Mayor. And the kid, you know, while they're talking about this, he just runs away and, like, goes down the slide. Uh, that they... slide that, that Blake <laughs> so so keenly introduced earlier. Now, the slide ends up proving useless because they just take the stairs and arrive down the slide exactly They push as Juice fast. down the slide. Yeah, and they, they, they arrive down there just as fast as he does. And he's like, oh gosh, you know, you push me down the slide, whatever. And so he goes on like this Home Alone kind of like... Uh, oh, he turns off the power. It's a cat and mouse game. <laughs> this, is, this is the greatest scene ever in cinema. He kills, uh, he kills the bank president 
by putting VR on his head and like flashing images in front of the his his he eyes. He seizes. He he like I think he like <laughs> he kills while, him while the while doing the VR stuff. He he does like the Macarena. There's like and then he is suspended from the ceiling via again, a this, holy contraption. Yeah, there's this MTV like zoom in zoom out. Oh, I'm dying from the VR. Oh, but first, let me do the electric slide. It's too immersive. Oh, and he dies. We're really having a seizure from VR is really just immersive storytelling it if is. you think about it it is it is i can't wait for the vr adaptation of blank check so he he, he puts a... juice in like a batting cage and like hits him with baseballs and hits him in the pp and there's a little boing sound effect a so, lot of a lot of sound effects added yeah. in this scene specifically his his lots his, of zoom ins his pp of... makes a boing sound when he gets hit by a hard baseball quickly though does get a hold of him um and uh the kid like has to run away from him I uh, hide under the tables. He's like, come out, come out, wherever you are, little, little boy. It's a very uh, Shining-esque yeah. scene. He traps Quigley in a big old red ball. A metal a metal sphere that, that, that seems uses... To be, it seems to be built for no other purpose than, like, Murder. torturing someone <laughs> inside of a big sphere. He rolls the man around in the big sphere. He has a bad time. Oh, no. He It's it's a it's a made of metal. He yeah. throws this metal sphere. He gets in his car. He, he he tosses him around like Mario Kart. And then he throws this metal sphere into the pool. <laughs> Ten million feet into the air. And then here's the thing. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, he's dead. He's because, dead because well, it's the made of metal. And <laughs> and the movie the movie tells you that he's dead. The movie says like, oh hey look, he's like floating on his back in the water or whatever, and you think that he's murdered this guy. Disney really doesn't make movies like this anymore. No, they don't. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out he's it's just a trap. He was just trying to lure the kid in, um, and so he grabs him, and finally the bad guys are all there. They're like, "Haha, we've got you, kid." What happens next? The finale, baby. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. It's so this time around the main character incorporates the theme, the nugget of truth that now makes sense to them, into their fight for the goal because they have an experience from the A story and context from the B story, and then it all kind of comes together. All the fuses go off at once. Bam. This big old fight scene that they have. That finale would yeah. actually be all three of the guys yeah, so the, come in and they have them. They're like, we're going to get you and we're going to wring you dry. All the debt that you've accumulated is mm-hmm. you're going to pay it off because you're a child. Yeah. Again, this is something that Blake likes to do. The problem is solved not by the main characters, but by some random force yes so the fbi show up without a warrant they they arrest these people for who knows what they so they they know what to arrest quigley for because he says that hey i'm mr mcintosh because he's trying to like you know take this man's mm-hmm. identity so they arrest him say oh you're laundering money and uh oh we're gonna arrest you too bank guy for laundering the money and then they arrest juice <laughs> for no reason other than the <laughs> fact that he was there <laughs> they they arrest juice for for uh being for being juice anyway and then so they haul him off and then agent shay kind of like bends down yeah she goes she goes and sits with preston they're just hanging out and they're just like kind of reminiscing like wow we had a really really good time what a good ride we had baby oh man yeah you can really tell masterful filmmaking Mm -hmm. from mediocrity in filmmaking Mm -hmm. by simple things like this Mm mm-hmm Somebody who is less experienced in this sort of field mm-hmm. would do a kiss, like, hey. On the cheek. On the cheek. Like, yeah. hey, I, you know, we had a good run. We've learned a lot of things. Call me in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And then kiss him on the cheek. Mm-hmm. But what Blake did 
is masterfully he has her go in and lock lips with the eight-year-old what was it like on set this day oh man They're like all right she's uh she's, she's i will be fucking societal conventions i will be awoken mm-hmm. by the spirit of youth in this child yeah. This is so that is a, that it seems like he acts and talks like a forty year old man, but I know there's just something in there. That yeah, mm-hmm. his his obsession with with material goods. Yeah, and it's, Chris it, Farley it touches me. Yeah, I need this. <laughs> Great moments in cinema. All right, All right moving on. Um, so she she leaves. Okay, call me in ten years when you're eighteen years old and I'm uh thirty eight. That'll be great. Um, the dad shows up. He says, uh, hey. like 40. the dad shows up. He's like, Hey, I don't care about any of this. Let's go home. It's your birthday. He shows up to find the candles already lit. Like when he walks in the door because to a birthday cake waiting in his room because yes. this house is only a dining room and his and room. His room. You're There's right. no other. The reason the brothers moved into his space is he because the out, house is so small. Yeah, he finds out his family loves him. He finds out that Chris Farley actually loves him because he went to go get a big old trash can ice cream. He's like, hey, I hope this is like the trash cream that you like. And he's yeah. like, yes, this is the kind that I like. He's I like, spent, all right. I spent, I spent your last $300 on like a bucket of ice cream, like, three times your size and then he's like well i don't really want it he's like well i guess i'll just I guess eat i'll it. eat it because i'm a big old big old pudgy boy this movie again loses some woke points uh on that account he says uh he says uh you know hey i'm you know blow out the candles blow out the candles make a wish and he's like i already have everything i could possibly want i have a replicant dad mm-hmm. Uh, I have a sexually frustrated mother, and I have two shitty brothers. Who are suddenly nice. Like, who are suddenly nice. Like, oh, you are my best bro. And a computer. It's, Actually. It's a flyer. So he, he looks at the flyer of Shay, oh, uh, yes, the bank he, manager. Yes. Um, he says, I do have one wish. <laughs> and he blows out the, the candles. And it's, and it's, wakes. Like, it's like Lawrence of Arabia. He blows out the candles, cut to black. <laughs> And uh, that's it. That's, that's it for Blank oh, Check. Man. Coming in at a cool uh, 89 and a half minutes. Blank Check is done. It's over. We may have to make this a two-part podcast because we went on for a good two hours about this hour and a half movie. But uh, it just deserves that. No, that's yeah, that's deserves. that's the thing. It's 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 a story much like a lot of Blake Snyder's works, and it's it yeah, will it stand. It, it will stand the test of time, and and mm-hmm. it will be. Uh, I personally, I don't know what you're talking about when you say Lawrence of Arabia, but when you say yeah. that scene in Blank Check where he blows out the can, I'm like. No, I know what you're talking about. Now, 100% serious. I know we do a lot of joking this, on the cast. This is not sarcasm. This is not sarcasm at all. Okay. 100% serious. Blank Check and Sour My Mom Will Shoot might not be the best movies ever made. Mm-hmm. 100% serious. Well, But yeah. 100% serious, Paul. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I feel like making movies like this really helped Blake Snyder develop his beats. I believe these beats and this beat structure is very a, a very valuable tool in screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing, the thing that really like is great about this beat structure is like, you don't have to stick to it 100. percent No, know? like it's it's a it's a tool just like everything else, and like if we are you know it's 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 something worth studying. Like honestly, definitely, for real, but 100. You can. It is it is the moment when you reach the end of the podcast and you're like, gosh, like we just spent like uh, good five hours, good five hours, like talking about all over this, Paul. We just shook hands. It's been yeah. it's been great casting with you. I 
I don't know what I'm going to do without this time. Man, I don't know. Well, we're we're going to have to cast in some in some other way. The cast will live on. Yes. Uh, for all you for all you blank blank uh, check heads out there, be you know stay tuned because we'll we'll have we'll have some other uh, podcast project in the works. In like three months, we'll have something. Yeah. Who knows? It's uh, it'll it'll hopefully be a little bit more regular. Hopefully, yeah. a little bit less uh, tongue in cheek. Maybe or, or, we'll or, keep some tongue. Yeah. Never never <laughs> never say no to tongue. To Never say um, no to tongue. That's what I always say. And uh, yeah, but we we've we've really appreciated you letting us uh, uh, talk about um, some some really some whatever else can be said about these movies. They are interesting. These are the <laughs> the end all. We have the final say on these movies. They're no one else will ever have anything else to say about these other no, than us. No, if someone tries, tell us. We're, we'll podcast. We'll podcast about their podcast. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, and uh, since since the podcast is wrapping up, uh, we want to give a lot of you know a lot of thanks to our, our many our many supporters, many supporters, including uh, viewers like you, oh, yeah. patreons, patreons like you. Thank you so much for our Patreon, yeah, our Patreon backers. Well, you know, luckily enough, with your Patreon dollars, we were able to uh, accrue a lot of like ancillary blank check and uh, stop my mom will shoot material. So yes. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, we'll we'll mail it to you for sure. And special thanks to our producer, um, Laura Hood. Uh, without Laura Hood, this show is no good. That that's my catchphrase. Oh man, baby. that's a yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> thanks again for checking out our podcast, Saved by the Cat. We will be in some form back with you shortly. Uh, until then, I'm Alex and I'm Paul, and, and we're just storytellers. We're just storytellers. We're just storytellers. And we hope you enjoyed. We're just storytellers. We you we hope you enjoyed our stories. With that's you. It. That's it. That's it. We're gonna like fade out on that, like as we're like mumbling. Oh story man, storytellers. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Right. Storytellers. End it. Okay. We're done.